Welcome back. We're in Genesis chapter 17, verse 13. Let's go. I'm excited to be back. Uh, I took about a week off to get caught up on some things at work and ready to roll now. So 17, 13 of Genesis. He who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. So he who is born in your house, so that's your biological child, and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised. So those are the people who work for him and the people, um, their children. And so those people would be circumcised also. So basically everyone who was, I would kind of collectively say he's responsible for, either because they were born of him as a child or they were working for him, like we might consider like an employee today. And verse 14, and the uncircumcised male child who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. So here's the consequence. It says, and the uncircumcised male child. We're talking about only male children here, not female children. Another reason why we have gender and there is male and there is female. You can't choose. You can't cross. It's not up to you. It's not up to what you feel. Uh, there's very specific differences between males and females. One specific difference is obvious here is that they have something that allows them to get circumcised. So he's saying the uncircumcised male child who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. So there's a consequence to not doing this. There's a consequence to someone having not done this for you. So remember, we've got these two covenants. We've got the what we refer to as the first covenant, the Abrahamic covenant, and that's the unilateral one-sided covenant, and that's what we equate with Ephesians 2.8, for by grace you are saved through faith, right? Because we know that Abraham, the Jewish people, the nation of Israel considers Abraham to be their father, right? The father of the Jewish people, and they respect him and revere him, but he was not saved by works, and we know that both from the New Testament and the Old Testament, where we know that uh, by faith he was credited by righteous with righteousness, not by his works, right? So that's the Abrahamic covenant. God came down, split the animals. Blood is required for the remission of sin. When you split an animal, uh, you cut an animal, it is a sacrifice an animal. It, it, there's blood, right? So that's required for the remission of sin. And then God goes straight down that all by himself while uh, Abraham was in a deep sleep. He didn't have to do anything. But he had to understand it and accept it. And now we've got this new covenant, which is a circumcision. It's a sign of the old covenant. It's a sign of the unilateral one-sided covenant that I would equate to Ephesians 2.8 back in the Old Testament. And it's very important. And we see here that there's consequences. There's blessings by doing this, and there's consequences to not doing this. This is two-sided. God's saying, you have to do this. You have to circumcise. And if you do, great, you'll be blessed with earthly blessings. If you don't, you will have earthly consequences. So this is a different covenant, but it does point back and remind them of the first one. Verse 15, Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai your wife, you shall not call her her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. So it was S-A-R-A-I, now it's S-A-R-A-H, and that's going to be her new name. And you'll notice that in Abraham, Abram went to Abraham. It got they added, uh, added the letter H. They also changed the H or the I to an H here in Sarah's name. 
and he went from uh, her name went from what a lot of people think might mean uh, there's some different interpretations out there but some people think it means like contentious and it went to princess simply by changing the last letter to an h and you listening to this can become a child of god an heir to the throne simply by doing one thing accepting jesus as your lord and savior right very simple but yet very hard we talk about that repeatedly Hard, because we have to humble ourselves and declare that we're not God. Stop idolizing ourselves and things that are earthly and temporal and lay down our lives and take up our cross daily for Jesus. Those are works that are not done for our salvation, but for other salvation, because other people get to see them and say, I want that. I see what's going on there. I want that. But we're not saved by our works. We're saved by grace through faith. Verse 16, And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations, king of people, kings of people shall come from her. So in verse 16 here, we're seeing, he says, God, this is God saying, I will bless her. Who's going to bless? Sarah. And that's her new name, right? And that's what we typically know her as and call her as Sarah. And it says, also give you a son by her. So he's telling Abraham that he is going to get another son, not just through you know through Hagar or another descendant through the line of Ishmael down the road, but literally by Sarah, who is very old, especially by our earthly numbers that we look at today, uh, as we're going to see here in a little bit. And then it says, "I will bless her, and she will be shall be a mother of nations." Right? That gets left out a lot. People are like, "Oh, Father Abraham, he's the father of the Jewish people." Well, Sarah is the mother of nations. She is the mother of the Jewish people. It says, kings of people shall come from her. So there's going to be a lot of important people uh, coming from the line of Abraham and Sarah. Then verse 17. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. So... Here, Abraham fell on his face, and he laughed. And it's not the kind of mocking laughter. It's the laughter like, are you serious? Did You, you know, someone comes to you and tells you, hey, I just won uh, the lottery, or I just got that, I just got promoted to be CEO of the company, right? And I only started there a week ago or whatever. You'd be like, what? Are you serious? That's amazing. You know, you're laughing, you're celebrating uh, all at the same time. And I think that's what's... Uh, the best way to kind of think about this is that Abraham believed God in this great relationship with him, but he's also laughing, laughing like, what? Are you serious? I, I can hardly believe it. Um, but, he, but he's trusting God. And he said in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, so he's 100, she's 90, have a child? And Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. So he's thinking of the son Ishmael, who he already has. And he's probably thinking, well, what about Ishmael, right? I love this boy. He's my only son at this point. And what's going to become of him, God? Are you not just going to bless me through his line, you know, through that line of descendants? And he's probably a little worried and sad because he loved Ishmael. And seeing that he's going to have this other child, it's kind of like the, the I don't know, the child now you have that relationship with, but a new one that's coming, you don't yet. And when that child comes, and you're like, wow, I love that one as well, just as much. Uh, but I think that's what's going through Abraham's mind right here. And then verse 19, then God said, no, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. 
I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He shall beget twelve princes and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. Then he finished talking with them, and God went up from Abraham. So back to verse 19, then God said, no, Sarah, your wife. Notice he says, your wife. Remember, Abraham went out of wedlock in order to have a child with Hagar, his maidservant. And now God, I think, intentionally is saying, no, this is your wife, right? This is the one. When I said you were going to have descendants, I didn't mean you go out of your marriage and break your vows and go and have relations with someone else. I don't care if she's your maidservant or a random person you've never met. When I said descendants, I meant it. I meant that your marriage is with your wife, and that's who you should have children with. And so he's reminding him that of that here, and we should be mindful of that as well. Uh, God does not condone polygamy. He does not allow polygamy. He does not desire polygamy. Uh, he wants us all to be monogamous in relationship, saving ourselves to marriage, which so many of us didn't. But when you come to Christ, you look back and you're like, I, I wish I had. Um, but for those of you who are unmarried and um, still waiting, um, wait for marriage. It's my, my best advice. Um, then Abram fell on his face and, and laughed. Uh, I'm sorry. Then God said, no, Sarah, your wife will bear you a son, and you should call his name Isaac. So God is telling him what the name is going to be. God then says, I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. It's not one that goes away. It is everlasting. Remember, think about that word everlasting. It means forever, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Another word used there is eternal. It's forever. So it's this everlasting covenant. And it says, and with this, his descendants after him. So it's a covenant not just with Isaac, but also with the descendants and generations after him. In verse 12, 20, it says, And as for Ishmael, I've heard you. Behold, I have blessed him. So God's saying, even though you had this child out of wedlock, I know that you love him, and I'm going to bless him. So note that God blessed Ishmael, knowing that his descendants would kill Christians, right? Because the uh, Muslims, Islam, came from the line of Ishmael, and that many of them would end up wanting to kill Christians. Why? Because the Quran tells them to do so. Um, but we must remember Romans uh, 8.28, and we must also love the Muslims and uh, because they're blinded. They're following a false god, and you know they say, Allahu Akbar, which means um, Allah is greater, and that is not true, right? Allah was a person. We celebrate the one true living God, and that's what we want to share. We want to share the truth with these people, even if they want to kill us, even if someone hates you, even if someone doesn't want to give you a raise because of what you believe. You will be persecuted. That's what we have to understand in America. We will be persecuted if we live for Christ, but so many professing Christians aren't persecuted because they're not living for Christ. They're living for the world. May we pray about that and be different and understand that we are to pray with people and for people and help them and tell people about the name of Jesus in the midst of uh, persecution, knowing that it's going to backlash at some point. It might not immediately, but it will at some point. But that's what happened to Jesus, and we're, we're to follow in his example. And uh, tomorrow we'll pick up in verse 21. Even though we read it today, we'll start uh, in uh, 
dissecting it at verse 21 tomorrow. Lord, thank you. Uh, thank you for all the mothers out there that we celebrated uh, yesterday. Thank you that they, uh, they typically love their children, and may we lift them up and support them and serve them and, and honor them all for your glory, Lord. Um, help us to go out today and make disciples knowing that there's going to be some consequences to that, some earthly consequences where we aren't popular, uh, we can get kicked out of social circles, might not get a raise, might get even fired, uh, might lose friends, uh, might get made fun of, might even actually get hurt. Uh, But it's all worth it for your glory, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.